Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the It's Time Y'all podcast with your host, me, Christine. Hello, hello, everyone. Hmm. I guess I'm feeling a little, a little tired today, but regardless of that fact, and also regardless of the topic and the title of this week's episode, I am a little excited to talk about it. Oddly excited, I should say. I don't like complaining. I also don't want this podcast to ever become a 30-minute everything sucks situation. But for this week's episode, I really wanted to talk about loneliness openly, painfully talk about loneliness and how it freaking sucks. A very, very general estimation with a quick Google search says that 60% of people feel lonely. This is a very general fact, air quotations. You can break that up into age groups, country, prior mental illnesses, upbringing, financial status. But the fact is loneliness is real and you are not alone in that. Yesterday I saw, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I'll jot down little notes of how I'm feeling because it's just a quick thing that I'm feeling, whether that's in a journal or a lot of the times for me, it's on a little on the notes app. I was organizing my notes app and I don't like reading back the little notes that I write whenever I'm feeling certain feelings, but my eye just took a glance at one by accident and I couldn't help but read it. And it was talking about, I guess, my feelings and sad emotions. And I read the date and that was in October of 2019. And so I think right now, especially would it makes sense at least with the history of my life to make an episode about loneliness during this time, this season of life, during this time of the year. Now to get things started, my first experience with loneliness. It was really more, it wasn't loneliness. I don't think my first experience with loneliness was actually loneliness. I think it was definitely more of the feeling as if I was an outsider. I grew up a really, really shy kid. Even in kindergarten, I didn't even have any friends. Like, I kid you not. Kindergarten. Kindergarten. I don't think I really had someone to talk to. I remember many, many recesses, lunch periods when I would sit. (laughs) I still remember at the play yard, at the playground, there is like a structure and then there's like this fence thing and I would sit in between the fence, if that makes any sense. All of recess, all of lunch, and I would just sit there and kick my feet and... Who knows what I would be thinking about, but that would just be that. There'd be kids running around using the playground, but I would just I would just sit there. And I honestly would say, even growing up, I did start making friends in the first grade. And then by the fifth grade, I definitely had a solid group of friends, whatnot. But even though I had friends, I've always felt like the outsider. An outsider. I'm not going to say the outsider because I bet there's many a people that have felt that way. I have always felt like an outsider. And I think this is a very common, common feeling. Feeling like you just, you belong, but you just don't quite belong where you currently are. You feel accepted, but at the same time, you still feel like an outsider. You you enjoy the people that you're around, and maybe you could even say you blend in with the people that you're around. But you still don't feel 110% yourself. Feeling like an outsider is weird because sometimes I think it's purely psychological. It's something that we just tell ourselves like, oh, I feel like such an outsider. And sometimes I feel like it's real. I don't know the discerning differences. 
haven't made it to that point in my life yet, but an outsider is something I definitely could associate with. Now, once I got into high school, the eighth grade where I live, I was taken aback by the amount of people. All of a sudden, my close group of friends dispersed as we, I get, yeah, as we all should, because we're all growing up, we're all learning, and we're going to evolve as people. Once again, I felt like an outsider, but this time I used school as a distraction. In the eighth grade, I knew that my social life wasn't thriving. I could compare it to my friends, I could look around me, and I just, I knew I wasn't thriving. And I knew, and I knew that I wasn't making close connections. I wasn't making friendships, really. I had a few friends and a few classes, and then I had some friends here and there, but never did I feel like I belonged, or once again, I felt like an outsider. And I guess there's an uptick to this. The uptick is the fact that I got really great grades in the eighth grade, and I worked really hard academically. But other than that, I felt like an outsider, and I started feeling like I didn't belong. Now, this was the, the loneliest point of my life, and it sucked. I decided to move schools in the eighth grade, going into the ninth grade, and for six months, I sat alone at lunch. What a great decision, Christine. Go you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, looking back, I'm very happy with my decision, but it's true. I was excited to go. I was excited to move schools, but my shyness was really showing up. <laughs> it showed up. When I'm alone, I get really, really shy. And it's one of the most frustrating things by far. My shyness, my fear. Why do I have to be this way? Because... My actual personality, my genuine personality is so lively, so fun. I love having fun, but that never, ever really shows until I'm comfortable. Being shy, I guess the benefit to being shy is you learn how to feel more comfortable with yourself and doing things by yourself because you are so shy and you get used to being by yourself. But looking at it in a different light, for me, it sucks because I am such a fun and lively character that since it doesn't really show when I meet new people, my first impression isn't really who I actually am. I started using, I started feeling myself using school as a distraction once again, but this time school was no longer fulfilling. So I became quite unhappy, whereas in the previous year doing school filled my cup. It filled my cup enough. Before it was a distraction, but it also fulfilled me. But now it was a distraction that didn't fulfill me at all. I think this is a fun detour. Any of the lonely kids out there, did y'all ever have your spots? For example, where you would eat lunch, your spots you would always go to. Here are a few of mine. When the weather was still pretty nice out in the beginning of the year, I would sit on this bench at the courtyard. I would sit there in the sun or under the clouds or whatever. And the benches would be in a square formation. So sometimes other kids would come along. Did I talk to them? No. Why didn't I? I was shy. <laughs> Once it got a little colder, the stairwell, the stairwell. Stairwell was the next point because I never wanted to sit at my locker. Because at least at my school, people would eat their lunch at their locker sit it on the floor, seated on the floor with their friends surrounding them. That was the norm. That was the typical. And I didn't want to just sit there, my back against my locker alone. 
So the stairwell was the next point, but I just felt in the way all the time. I knew there were other kids that were also sitting at the stairwell, but I just felt in the way. At my school, we had this big atrium thing and there was this dark corner of it. And that's where I ended up next. That's where I ended up next. Wow. That's so wild to look back on. I never really ever deep dive into this section of my life because it's just so different to where I am now and it's also not the most enjoyable thing to look back on, honestly. So the fact of the matter was, when I switched schools, I was excited. Your girl had excitement day to day to day. But as the days continued day to day to day, I would say, okay, the next day. The next day I would meet someone. Okay, the next day I'll talk to someone. Okay, next day. And I would just push it off and push it off until I didn't necessarily give up because I never gave up on making friends. But as time goes on, I just felt like my chances kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller with making new friends. Because like myself, I bet a lot of us started the school year with excitement and talking to new people. But of course, after months, October, November, December, no one's really out here trying to give it their all. No one's trying to really make new friends. It's just chances kept looking smaller and smaller and smaller. And so I kind of just settled. I kind of, the best word for it would be I settled. I always, always wanted to keep in mind that I, you never know. I could make a friend the next day. Like I, I never wanted to give up. But at the same time, my efforts decreased. And yeah, I settled. But the fact that I'm just going to be alone. And I guess in a way I was mentally preparing myself for what if I spent this entire school year, what if I spend this entire school year sitting alone, not talking to anyone. Yeah. Now this is when it it sucks. I guess you can hear it in my voice too, maybe. When hope is low, but still you keep going. This is when you would come home and you want to cry. You even cry. Waking up and feeling sad, waking up and feeling like you don't want to go. Being in high school with so many people around you, I felt so alone. And I must say, I must, must add that I did have a few friends from outside of high school. Friends from elementary school that I've kept, friends from the previous high school that I kept. I wasn't completely alone. You know, I had someone to text sometimes during lunchtime when I really felt like I needed to. And then I would start feeling guilty. I would start feeling like a nuisance. I would start feeling like I was annoying them. They never ever, ever said that I was annoying them, but I just felt it for myself. So no, in my in that time of my life, I still had my family. I still had a few friends, but at school, my daily life, what my daily life looked like, yeah, nothing, nothing too much happening. Loneliness affected my confidence my sense of self, the choices I would make. It affected my spirit. Oh my goodness, I was so dull. I was so dull and mellow and lifeless all the time. And so then when I would talk to new people or I would get to know someone, they weren't really getting to know me because I was in such a dull and mellow and lifeless state where, like I said, I am very lively and I love having fun. My heart hurt at this point. It hurt. I hurt at this point. After a few months roll around and with the weather and you coming to terms with what your expectations looked like and what your reality really is, 
oh my goodness, I just like, I quivered. I don't know if you heard that in my teeth, but I quivered. I also must add, I just want to give y'all a very realistic representation. I don't want to dramatize being lonely and my, my experience with it. I switched schools and I was in a program. So when I was in those classes that the program applied to, I would have a few people to talk to. So it wasn't like I wasn't talking to absolutely anyone. But on the days where I didn't have those classes, I wouldn't be surprised if I didn't talk to absolutely everyone. Anyone, sorry. Maybe saying thank you to the bus driver or something. It's hard for me to look back and to explain my loneliness because once I kind of got over it, I didn't want to remember that time. I didn't want to remember that time. I didn't want to think about my life that way because it sucked. And I guess even now it's hard for me to really think back at what it was really like. Because once once I met a friend, once I once that season of life moved, and yes, it did move on. I did move on and things got better. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it. I bet, a good bet, would be if I looked back on old notes. Or a lot of the time when I was in school, I would just like write things whenever the teacher would be talking on the margins of my papers or on my papers or whatever. I would write statements about my loneliness and about how I'm feeling. And I bet those would be a road to go back on. I don't even know if I would feel comfortable looking back at them because even looking back at the at the note that I mentioned earlier on in the episode that I saw yesterday um, that I wrote in 2019, I just felt, I didn't feel uncomfortable, but it felt so foreign and I couldn't believe, I was in disbelief in a way because I couldn't believe that that was me. That was my life. That was, that was the life that I lived. That was how I fell at the pit of all that I was. That's how I felt. Because I knew I felt that way. But I don't know, something about reading old notes that I would write. I don't even know if I'd write them to myself necessarily. It would just, so I would write and I would get it out. It just hits a different way and it, I don't know how I feel about it. It's weird because I know I felt lonely. I know I felt sad. I know I felt this and that and the other. But man, I don't know. Maybe y'all can explain it. Maybe y'all have a reason for it. I have no idea why it just, I know I felt lonely. But whenever I look back at things that show me how lonely I was, it's weird. It's really just odd to me. Now, after a few months of just me, myself, and I, it wasn't until the new year that I made a friend. And to this day, I am so undeniably thankful for that friend. We aren't friends to this day. We aren't friends today. But... No matter what, I will never have resentment toward her because I was alone, y'all. Every single freaking day, I was alone for months, for months, until finally someone reached out to me and thankfully I felt comfortable reciprocating friendship back. I am so thankful for this person because... At the end of the day, I wasn't lonely anymore. I had one human being. And a lot of the time, I'm telling you, especially as you get older, I am still 20 years old. I don't know why. Whenever I feel, whenever I say, whenever you feel older, whenever you get older, note, I'm only 20 years old. 
I'm telling you, a lot of the time, having one person is more than enough. It's wild because we grow up, of course, we want a large group of friends. We want that. We want that energy. And to be fair, I crave that too. And to be fair, I have experienced that too. And to be fair, I do enjoy that too. But it's not as important as you probably think it is. Now, I want to I touch on things that helped me during that time. I don't want this to just be a I was lonely rant. First and foremost, when you are feeling lonely, you are. You are. I say this not as a negative statement. I say this not to break you down. I say this because A, it's important to face how you feel. And B, just because you are as blunt as that statement was, does not make you a negative person. Does not mean that you're giving up. Does not mean that you don't have hope anymore. Say it as it is. I felt so alone and and you know what? I was in a way. I know, like I said, I had people, I had my family, I had a few friends. But on my day to day to day, I felt so alone. Now, this one's almost a cliche, it feels at this point. But I don't ever, let's just, let's just remove the cheesiness about this. Gratitude. Gratitude. Gratitude during that time was an anchor for me. If I didn't have the perspective of, you know what? I'm thankful that I have my family. I go home every day and even though I want to cry, I have dinner with my family every night, you know? And not a, not a lot of people have that. I was thankful for the friends that I did have, even though I didn't see them every day or every week or even every two weeks. I still saw them a few times. I was thankful having gratitude towards myself for making a decision because of course within that you face a point where you almost regret your decision maybe maybe if I just stuck it out another year at the old school then I would have been fine I would have found my friends maybe if I just settled with the friends that I did have even though I didn't feel like I belonged even though I felt like they weren't really my people at least I would have had friends I remember thinking that one too a lot if I just stayed at my old school even though I didn't feel close to people even though I wasn't necessarily even though I didn't have a, a group of friends at least I had people and you know what? That's better than nothing. Because of course, when you're young, all you want is to feel like you belong. Even if it means that you don't hang around people that you necessarily feel like you belong to, that you belong with. Gratitude was an anchor. It grounded me. It stopped me from going too extreme with my thoughts. Because no matter what I would think, no matter what I would say to myself, at the end of it, I would say, you know what? But I'm thankful for this, that, and the other. And this isn't a mask, like I talked about in a previous episode. Gratitude is not a mask. Don't let it be a mask. Because when you ignore how you actually feel and you're, oh, I'm thankful for this, thankful for that, it's just not going to do anything. You're just hurting yourself more, honestly. At least in my opinion. The next one's important because it's important. It's okay to cry, to feel. The amount of times I would come home and just cry or be at, be in school, and it'd be lunchtime and I'd just want to cry. You aren't feeling, un- you aren't ungrateful for feeling lonely. It's okay to cry and to feel. A regret. I told this episode, I told this story in an episode in September. But I'll mention it briefly here. Because if you're going to a new environment, new job, new country, new school, listen up. Listen up. Because this is honestly a regret. 
One of the first, if not the second day of school, a person in my science class asked me, hey, do you want to eat lunch with me and my friends? On the first or second day of school. Now, as I've mentioned, I did sit alone for lunch for the next six months of school, and so you could probably guess what my answer was. Science was just before lunch, and uh, I decided to not eat with them. I decided to eat alone. Why? I was shy. I was fearful. I felt like they were too cool for me. I masked my fear, my shyness, my insecurity with the idea of, oh, maybe I'll just eat lunch alone today. Soak up my environment. Soak up this new school. Have a me moment. Although I felt that way and it came to mind, honestly, it was a freaking mask and I should have just faced my fear, my shyness, my insecurity. The next time we had science, she said to me, hey, we sat beside each other. Hey, why didn't you join us for lunch? And I brushed it off somehow. I didn't, I didn't think I remember giving a straight answer. I just kind of brushed it off. I, I'm like, uh, I, I don't know what I said, but I said something for sure and kind of just died down from there. This happening always comes up in my mind whenever I think about high school because I always think about the what if. And in a perfect world, I would have eaten lunch with them. I would have been introduced to new people. And once again, in a perfect world, I would have saved myself that six months of loneliness, of pain, of sadness. Once again, I, I'm not Raven Baxter. I can't predict the future. Oh my goodness, if I could in that moment, whew, wow. But I couldn't predict the future and I don't know what my future would have looked like if I said yes. Who knows? Maybe, maybe I wouldn't have gotten along with them. Maybe I would have, whatever it is. The fact of the matter was I got in the way of myself. And I say regret because, you know, it's common that no one really ever regrets anything. We look back and maybe we would change something. And this is me saying that I would change something. But at the end of the day, I don't actually regret this like if I mm, I don't know if I were able to turn back time and I knew that I wouldn't have to face that six months of loneliness would I have said yes regret is weird because yeah we could say we regret it but but no if we were given the opportunity to turn back time we wouldn't actually change anything I'm genuinely sitting here and I don't know what I would have what I would do if I could turn back time and I knew that saying yes would have given me a different outcome because at the end of the day when I think about the big picture I am so thankful that I met the friend that I did and that friend led me to other friends and friendships that I cherish to this day and I'm so thankful for it but I also then think of the feelings that I felt within those months of me feeling so lonely and I'm like would I would I do that would I do that again? I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know. Because it sucked a lot. And I don't want like a friend of mine to listen to this and think like, oh, she regrets being my friend. And oh, if she regrets this aspect of her life, then she wouldn't have met me. No, you are so very valuable in my life. And I'm so undeniably thankful for you. But I'm just saying if, if I just break it down to just that decision, to that one single decision, what would I have done? Because when I look at it big picture, no, I don't think I would actually change my decision because I, I know now that I did meet friends. I met a friend and then that friend led me to more friends and I do have a few of those friends still in my life to this day. I'm thankful. I'm very thankful and I, I like how things planned out, panned out. But when I just think of that one moment, that one moment when she asked me, 
do you want to eat lunch with me and my friends? And if I knew that I would have a different outcome, if I knew that I didn't have to face those six months, would I, would I have gone? Would I have said yes? I don't know. Besides that, besides, besides that, if someone reaches out to you, say yes. <laughs> say yes. I know sometimes that this can be a not so great thing. For example, if you just want to fit in, you do peer pressure, all that type of stuff. But when you know your values, you have a good sense of self, say yes. Say yes. I'm almost screaming this to you because I wish someone screamed it to me. I do. Overall, the lonely period of my life gave me so much time for myself. It forced me to feel content with myself, by myself. And it taught me the lesson of you are your own best friend. You have to be your own best friend. And like I said, if I were back in that position, knowing the different outcomes, if I said yes versus if I said no, I would have missed out on this valuable period of my life where I grew to really, really become my own best friend. Because it is very valuable. But also, pain sucks. <laughs> pain sucks. At the end of the day, that was how my life panned out. And I'm so thankful for the fact that I grew so content with being alone, with being my own best friend. And with this pandemic, when it was really locked down, couldn't see anyone, to be completely honest, I was okay. Compared to a lot of what I'm hearing of other people's stories, I was very close to completely fine. I was chilling on my own. I lived with my family. I live with my family still. And so I had social interaction with that sense. But when they would go to work and I would be by myself and I wouldn't have seen any of my friends for months, I was okay. And I think I was so okay because I had this time of loneliness and I could, and I grew to become comfortable with myself. And if I was completely by myself, these are the things that I like to do. And you know what? Even if I don't have friends around me, I'm my own best friend and I like myself. <laughs> Growing to like yourself is really freaking difficult. And you know, of course, there are days where I'm like, ah, why do I got to be like this? But in general, I became my own best friend during that time. If you're feeling alone, I don't even know what to say. Because I could say I'm with you. I can say you'll get through it. But I can just imagine my younger self when I was going through it. If someone were to have said it to me, sure, it would affect me. It would touch me for a few minutes, but then it would fade away. So I say, take a breath. Take deep ass breaths. Focus on loving yourself. Focus on what you do have. And you know what? Maybe if you can't do that, if you can't focus on yourself, if you can't focus on what you do have, deep breaths. Water, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Loneliness sucks but it does have lessons that it can teach you. Not even lessons, just it can teach you about yourself so very much. And you're gonna have days where you're super positive about it, where you see the positiveness about it, but there are also gonna be days where you literally can't see any of that. Or maybe you can see it, but you choose to ignore it because it's like, what, is, what even is that at the end of the day? If you're just alone, what even is being happy with yourself? What even What even is any of that? I don't really have a sentiment to leave y'all on i don't really have a sentiment to end off this episode but an update is still coming the update is still coming 
It is now update time. What has been going on in the life of me? <sighs> Tuesday, I woke up this past week, Tuesday. I woke up and I said to myself that I was going to go to school. I promised myself, Christine, you have to go to school today. And when I say that, I am an online school student, but there is a physical building. So I promised myself to go to the physical school. I did take a nap because I was tired and I was only allowed to go to the school at specific times. And I think this day I was allowed to go from 10.45 and it was like 8 o'clock. <laughs> and so I decided to take a nap. I woke up and I didn't want to go. Y'all, I planned I planned to go there, get there at 10.45, work there for about an hour, and then meet up with a friend at 12. But I just, I was tired, A, but then I think another thing was just like feeling... Like I didn't want to go and so I just pushed it, pushed it off and pushed it off. Um, but I ended up going. I got up. I said, you know what? As long as I get in here for attendance, that's it. That's fine. I'm okay with that. So I got to the school and literally I was about to leave. I All this intimidation came flooding back in. And if you have been listening to these updates in the podcast, then you would know that recently I've been feeling intimidated by Oh, like basically everything. So I was so close to turning back. Then I committed so close to turning back once again. But then I got out of the car and I went in, went in for attendance. The staff was really nice. Um, And I went in and got out. So that was that, which is a good thing. You know, I, I kind of held the promise to myself. I wanted to work there for about an hour, but I didn't. But it's okay. At least I went. At least I went baby steps. And then that kind of meshes into a second part of how I've been feeling and I guess the continuation of the feeling of feeling intimidated by everything I um this past year I or really if you have been following me on YouTube that's where I kind of started um that's where I did start you would know that I decided to drop out of high school and or withdraw from high school as I like to say it and overall the reason for me doing so was because I was truly unhappy and I wanted to learn how to love my life again because there was a time where I I loved my life and at that point in my life I really didn't and so within this past year I would say that I've been really thriving in the I love my life like I truly do love where I am and I have been loving where I am until recently I had a thought and I was like I'm not really in love with my life right now And it's not that I have to wake up every day and love every aspect of my life. I want to learn, I, through, through the past couple years, I've been learning to love my life amongst different things that have come about here and there, you know, ups and downs through it all. And I've been feeling lackluster about life in comparison to how I've been feeling this past year. And I was like, this isn't good. Like, I want to detect this, this stuff early and not push it off and push it off. What's wrong? And I feel like I'm getting I'm letting myself down I feel like I'm letting myself down because I know I'm capable of of more and yes I do believe that sometimes sometimes right now isn't the right time or I I believe that sometimes you just have to let go of expectations and take time off and trust me I've done that routine I've taken time off but now I feel that pushing myself is where I want to be right now I think the expectation that I had for myself was based on the person that I once was. And that person who I once was was so much more exposed and used to it. And it meaning taking chances and trying new things and making friends before I decided to take time for myself. 
And before I decided to, you know, kind of retract from the real world a little bit, I was pretty good at just going up to people. I was pretty good at making decisions and doing it, simply just doing it. And I think that that muscle just hasn't been flexed, hasn't been worked in quite, quite a while. And so I'm coming back to the game weak. (laughs) And it makes sense that I've been intimidated by everything because I'm just not used to everything anymore. And I'm learning now that that's okay. Comparing yourself to yourself, comparing myself to myself. In this situation, it shouldn't sadden you or it shouldn't break you down, but I think it should motivate you. At least it should motivate me. And that's what I'm telling myself. I'm trying to let it motivate me because because I know that I am capable. You are capable. Maybe I did what I did back then. Maybe I was the person who I was back then for my future self, for this point in my life where I'm feeling intimidated by things. And, you know, maybe myself, I'm using my past self to motivate me to say, hey, you are capable of doing this, this, that, and the other. And the lies that you're telling yourself are just lies. You are capable. I want to be there for myself. And I want to use that idea of me and who I was back then to inspire me and to motivate me to say, hey, you are capable of doing this, that, and the other. You are capable of doing the things that you want to do today. And it's going to take some time like it did before when I wasn't used to it. And then I got used to it. And so hopefully I will get used to it again. That's the update for this week's episode. Let's create community. I'm on Instagram at It's Time Y'all Podcast. And if you want a visual, I'm also on YouTube at youtube.com slash it's time y'all. Follow, subscribe, rate, comment, give me feedback and give it to me straight. Tell me what you think. Come back next week for a listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or where you listen to podcasts on. Topic recommendations, direct message me on Instagram. That really helps. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you. Thanks for living with me right here, right now. And I will be back with a new episode next week. Have a great, great week, y'all.